What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast from your favorite gang, the official Otaku Crew. I'm your host, Zan, and our lovely casters today, Hammy the Fluffy, Tensa the Erect, and T the Insomniac. Don't forget, if you'd like our, to hear our beautiful voices, you can always do so on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and YouTube at the official Otaku. Before we jump into it today, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Audible. And today's episode, everybody, is going to be anime characters that may or may not have mental illnesses. I'm pretty sure a lot of us are going to feel pretty attacked, including ourselves. So, I guess to boot it off, let's see. Tencent, do you have any ideas? Are you serious? It's <laughs> me that you're asking. Oh, you are the character. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not an anime character yet. This is this does not work. This is this is not how how this works. But right. if you want to really get into it, let's go with the obvious examples. I was going to go with Harry Suzumiya with Asperger's. Oh, that's a very interesting one, actually. Yes, Harry Suzumiya. A.K.A. Yes. God. Yes. God is an autist. I'm, all, I'm down for this. I prefer Liam as a God, personally. Uh, that, that's, all, that's already a beginning, given about how her thought process is all over the show, showing those symptoms only negated by the fact that she is literally God. I'd say that basically, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm in accordance with you for that. I, I would definitely say that based on her behavior, like the whole social awkwardness and everything, and the whole pixie, manic pixie green girl type deal, she's definitely got that uh, tism, I would say. She's also, I mean, who doesn't like the, the manic pixie dream girls, right? Like a, such a popular trope in anime. So, and it, I remember seeing a, a few studies saying that they think that this strongly tied girls with autism, actually. So that's kind of, it's kind of interesting. I don't know if any of you have suffered from that, but the, I would say uh, that's pretty interesting social disorder, especially in the show. And then it's just kind of even weirder that it's, it, it, it's literally God with it. <laughs> That's kind of how the show is kind of constructed. That's just what it is. Yeah. You got that poor uh, MC dealing with Haruhi, who's potentially autistic, and God. <laughs> what about you, T? Any, any uh, take on Haruhi? Are you familiar with Haruhi? <clears throat> oh, boy. I actually never watched or read Haruhi Suzumiya. I am familiar with it. I've heard about it. But because I haven't consumed the media of it i don't really have an opinion on it all right well what about you hammy have you have you heard or read or anything i really haven't as much as i've only heard like about it but i haven't actually read it or watched it but uh what you were saying before about the whole manic like green girl quirky girl trope tying into autistic traits a lot i definitely agree with and i guess i can say i definitely do somewhat agree with the whole autistic head canon yeah. I think I think we're in accordance here. That, I uh, I I somehow should have gotten easy on you guys. I I should have taken Homer Akeni from Madoka Magica with depression. <laughs> oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah, but I think that isn't that basically outwardly stated almost. Yeah, she's kind of very. She's basically separate out outwardly. Definitely. Yeah, she's a separate. But I mean, don't can... forget, this discussion is trying to figure out whether or not somebody has it. 
Um, I, I have an interesting one for you guys, and I'm pretty sure everyone here knows. Uh, how about L from Death Note? Would you say that he <laughs> suffered from a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have you stopped cackling? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Interestingly enough, since we're on the topic of autism, I wouldn't doubt that he's on the spectrum, actually. I would say so. I would say he's autistic or potentially has. You would know the term, Tammy. He's social. Personality disorder? Schizoid? No, no, the other one, the uh, antisocial personality disorder. No, I would actually have to disagree uh, there. I would think, because, like, if we're talking personality disorders with L, I would say schizoid is more likely than antisocial. Because the big difference between antisocial and schizoid personality disorders is while both of them are characterized by like sort of a disconnect emotionally and socially from other people and sort of like a carelessness for emotion, antisocial personality disorder tends to focus much more like on harming other people and like impulsive behavior towards other people. I mean, that kind of. Yeah. And he, and he is very much about his ego. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, hurting others is not above him. Well, I agree with all that. I still definitely think like the autism spectrum and canon is a bit more accurate, just because he has a lot of other little quirks and eccentricities that sort of link to that. That I feel like might actually confirm it. Do you it. remember his speech? Yeah. I, I have the speech here. I'll I'll read it for our listeners, and you guys can see. You guys can tell me what you think. So, there are many types of monsters that scare me. Monsters who cause trouble without showing themselves. Monsters who abduct children. Monsters who devour dreams. Monsters who suck blood. And then monsters who tell nothing but lies. Lying monsters are a real nuisance. They are much more cunning than others. They pose as humans even though they have no understanding of the human heart. They, even, they eat even though they are never, they've never experienced hunger. They study even though they have no interest in academics. They seek friendship even though they do not know how to love. If I were to encounter such monsters, I would likely be eaten by them. Because in truth, I am that monster. I know that sounds super obviously like psychopathy or something, but taking a little deeper, maybe it's just my personal bias, I still say often. Because uh, I know oh, directly, because I've known people with autism very closely, and I've studied it for psychology courses. People on the spectrum do sometimes tend to feel very empty and sometimes even like monsters because they don't fit in among their peers. And a lot of them feel like by masking their behaviors and their true thoughts and everything to fit in, they're just lying to everyone around them. I mean, I think all of us can actually relate to that to some extent regardless. Everyone puts on a face in public. And what about you, T? Well, I pretty much just agree with Hammy on everything where he is definitely on the spectrum but i'm i can't really say like what specifically would be his mental illness but l being on the spectrum seems very possible and maybe he has that uh sort of thing as well what was it it's like personality the personality disorder something that i know way too well it is possible. I'm not going to deny it. Although schizoid personality disorder is a lot like autism in terms of like the emotional and social disconnect. The only difference is autism is compounded with other things additionally. 
So like it also has sensory issues and stuff like that that go along with it. Whereas schizoid personality disorder is literally just the personality aspects. Hence okay. why it's separate. So L, yeah, you know what? I think L would have autism at that point. Does appear to have um, sensory issues. I mean, look at how he always wears baggy clothes. and can't stand to wear things on his feet. Well, yeah, that's something I was going to mention. And even his, like, obsession with sweets and certain types of food like cake, that could also show a, like, an attachment to certain textures and flavors of food that he's comfortable with. A lot of autistic people tend to have difficulties eating other foods or eating certain foods that they aren't comfortable with, and they have unhealthy eating habits because of it, Mm -hmm. because they can't handle certain things like that. The way that I saw it is that I just saw him as a sociopath with maybe some OCD aspects to it, but that's the white thing. That's possible. Yeah, that's possible too. But, and given some of his backstory and how he was raised, it didn't help him. That's the other part that I was going to mention. I mean, he was raised in a pretty uh, decent orphanage. Yeah, no. He was the golden child. What are you talking he, about? Yeah, he, he oh, was you have, have you have you not read the BD murder mysteries? Yeah, it explains also- it explains a little bit in detail. And yes, he was kind of like the golden child out of a hundred orphans that ends up like committing suicide. I'm not sure if that's the qualifying of a good childhood. I don't know because I'm not sure if you read the new manga about his backstory. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about the old novel. The one yeah, with no, the old I, no, I know. I, I read the BB uh, murder case, but the. Uh, There's a new story now. I now now you got me interested, and I must read it after. Well, it's not a new story. It's the same story, but it it they delve into Elle's backstory. He's actually the reason that Whammy House even exists, like, and the reason why they're so unbelievably wealthy and everything. He he did all of that. He he basically uh, guided Watery on what to do, like what stocks to oh. invest in and everything like that, and he gave him a lot of money. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, L's L's childhood actually went pretty well. Okay, I've I have not read that, but this is again enlightening. I, I, just, I want I want more content. I'll just gloss over it quickly, like before we segue into the next topic, because what you guys were saying reminded me of it. But L's like extreme intelligence is also somewhat linked to the autism spectrum. I would agree with that. Yeah, a lot of people who are autistic tend to have a sort of savant syndrome where they have certain things in certain areas that they are extremely talented or like exceedingly good in. And obviously that's not always the case. I'm not going to say every autistic person is like a genius, but it does happen sometimes. And I think- So it's the case of Nier as well and Metlow. Speaking, yeah. speaking of segue, um, I would like to segue into another character, but one not too far from L, that being Light, his opposition. That one I'm actually very curious, because I have my own theory. I actually want to start with T. He's been a little quiet. Let's let's see what the quiet you guys one has are, to just say. Because you guys are like so into this topic that I'm just like listening and learning. <laughs> And just like analyzing all this information as though I'm like a live podcast listener at this point. <laughs> okay, well, Elle, he's obviously a narcissist. Like his personality is very narcissistic. Light. Oh my god, light. What am I saying? <laughs> light, excuse me. Light, obviously a narcissist. Very narcissistic personality. Kind of has a god complex. Of well, you know. 
can't I mean very much so <laughs> yeah he definitely has the blood conflict um so I mean that's like the biggest thing that kind of pops out whenever you think about light yagami but again you guys are like clearly the more educated people here so please tell me more educate me more on this <laughs> tell me your little theories I mean, I'll be your something <laughs> Tensei living up to his uh his uh his name. The uh what about you, Tensa? Would you agree that he no. is a narcissist and a no. and has a god complex? Yes and no. Um yes no, and no. Because... Are we watching the same man? No. I'm just I'm I'm, I'm 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 gonna tell you that you're on drugs. Just like light. Well, so keep in mind that all of his personality issues started appearing once he got the book. Understand that he was not so very narcissistic when um, in episode one before he got on the book. It was more of when he discovered the power and what a little power can do to a guy corrupt him to like high heaven. Yeah, but that's, but, not, that's um, not everybody. Will... Power, having great power doesn't equate to having great ego. That depends on the person. Yes. And while he's prone to that, which was proven, you know, by when he had the book and the start, the shit he started using with, he was like, he started out as like someone that was very bored of the world. Like, yes, he was good at school. Yes, his father was a policeman. And yes, he had some zeal to him, but it wasn't as bad until the book reached his hands. So while I agree that not everyone uh, with a bit of power would end up abusing it as much as he did, it was still the fact that he was easily influenceable despite him being bored with the world of gender. And what about you, Hami? What would you say about Light Yagami? It's really hard to say, honestly. Because, like, yes, he 100% shows symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder and even antisocial personality disorder behaviors, but we didn't really get to see much of him before he received the book like uh, Tenso was saying. So we don't know if he was already like that and the book just sort of enabled him to enact these behaviors on a wider scale, or if the power just consumed him and he was really just a typical person like anyone else. In fact, it's even possible he may have been a vulnerable narcissist and had inferiority issues and getting the book and having this power finally made him feel worse. Yeah, having a prequel would have helped a lot because episode one did not, did not teach so much about light before the book. So I agree with um, Hany on that. Exactly. But, well, um, there, but, there was, but there was some sudden episode one. So I actually want to have a prequel and more to um, Light's backstory. But there's not much information. I, I would definitely, I would definitely say that. Um, I think we, we we've all agreed upon light there. Uh, what about you, T? Would you happen to know a character, perhaps that you're more knowledgeable on? Maybe one that you can educate us all. Well, I guess the character that I've always been interested in was Death the Kid in Soul Eater. Ooh. He kind of was like my introduction to like. OCD because he definitely seems like he has an obsessive compulsive disorder because he has like this obsession with symmetry yes. where like in the anime it's like shown as like humor but it was so like heavy on him as a character where it would kind of how do I say it find him did it 
Yeah. Like, the thing about OCD is that it sometimes, like, stops you from doing things until you, like, do that certain thing, which is not really helpful on a day-to-day -day basis because it might be harmful to not only you but to others around you. So, like, in the anime, again, it's really portrayed as, like, a little, like, a quirk that he has. But maybe it could be seen as, like, a mental disorder since, you know, OCD is something that's pretty complex and that you can't really easily identify it unless you see, like, a severe case of it happening to yourself. I would say I agree that he has OCD, though. Especially considering, like, the whole white line on half head bother him to such an extent because they're asymmetrical. And I remember him commenting when the rings encircle his entire head. That's another thing too. He draws a lot of parallel, a lot of parallels to his life, uh, with, and saying that you know he he seeks. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by Audible. If you're like me and you want to find yourself a pastime but don't have enough time in the day due to school, work, or commuting, let me present to you Audible. Now, many of you have heard about Audible, but I'm going to tell you a bit more about it. Audible is an American online audiobook and podcast service that lets you enjoy all your audio entertainment on one app, whether it be, for example, a few in my library are His Dark Materials, Percy Jackson, Aragon, Witcher, Lord of the Rings, and many more for you to discover. You can always find audio for books you have been wanting to read or podcasts you've been dying to listen to. You will also find all the Otaku Crew up-to-date episodes lists available on Audible. As an Audible member, you can also choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, which includes the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you follow our Audible link, www.audibletrial.com slash official crew, you can start a free 30-day trial. So go to Audible now and start your free trial. We now return back to your scheduled episode. Symmetry and all things, right? So I'd say if you're going out of your way and making like parallels to your life, to this obsession or uh, yeah I, I would pretty much love you having are you familiar with skull, uh, <laughs> death the kid sorry i wish i could contribute but i really don't know much about the show or him but from what you guys are saying he does sound like he might have it um it depends obviously on the extent because all of us have our little habits and our little things that we want to keep like in order from what you guys are saying, he definitely sounds like he could have OCD, especially with the whole linking it to his life and like his own stability type thing. I and that's a that was an awesome character actually, T. Good job on that one. I really didn't think about him at all. So very, very interesting uh choice. Thank you. That was like one of the first things that popped up in my head. <laughs> I did he completely slipped my mind. That was that was a good one. I would like to uh, turn our attention to another really hilariously meme character, uh, Dopio from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, you're going there, aren't you? <laughs> yes, I am. Lots we can Ooh. say about him, though. Am I going there, though? Am I? Or is, is this even real life, you know? Am I? Technically, am I... It, it, technically it is real life, because I kind of already have a lot to say about him. <laughs> the only difference is that the portrayal of what it is is exaggerated to the point that his height is modified as well. 
Uh, it's normal to see people talking into one going. No, 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 not that. And 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 that's that's the most relatable part, actually. <laughs> I'm talking about the actual personality disorder, multiple personality disorder, because Doflio is actually the result of a multiple personality disorder. Yeah, Doflio is the result of a split personality disorder. What? He is the split. <laughs> actually. Objection on that. I think Diavolo is the altar. I think Dopio is it the It has main. been confirmed otherwise. Has it really? Yeah. Because, oh, okay. Because I was thinking because childhood trauma is typically what triggers dissociation. He did not so much have childhood trauma. It's more of a mafia thing, if I remember well. Okay. Um, and he was born as literally Diavolo. He created, like, Unlike normally how you create a split personality disorder to as a way of coping with trauma, yeah. he did it as um, he did it out of a desire to always stay hidden. Ah, so so, still, so was he was hiding like in plain sight as Nopio. There was still a need, but like a well, it was out of a fear, but it wasn't out of a normal. Fear. It wasn't out of a, a fear. And uh, it 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 could be fear, but the way that it was explained both in the manga and in the show yeah. it was rather an intense desire yeah. but i could say that it is a fear because he kind of uh he because, be yeah he didn't want to be caught to the point that he was ready to kill his girlfriend yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. so, we have, uh, so yeah uh, i think uh it's quite obvious that Diavolo has split personality disorder, though. Well, Diavolo, Dopio, you know what I mean. The two the of them. Same character. <laughs> Even, and, and this is the weird part. They're so split that Dopio dies before Diavolo. Yeah. And that's why I was like, how does this even work? But, you know, it's JoJo, so I don't know. What about you, Hammy? Well, I was going to actually talk about how, like, it's really interesting because dissociative identity disorder is something that's so difficult to portray properly in the yeah. media. Like, you see so many, like, people who are just like, oh, dissociative identity disorder, and then they'll have, like, an imaginary personality they slip into sometimes. But that's actually not how it is at all. And while I'm not going to say Dopio is the most accurate portrayal I've ever seen because, like, he isn't, <laughs> um, he's pretty good all things considered. He does show symptoms of dissociative identity disorder and possibly schizophrenia as well, but we're focusing more on the DID uh, here. Schizophrenia <laughs> is actually less accurate because if you listen closely to Dopio uh, listening on the telephone, <laughs> Diavolo was actually on the other end of the line. Yeah, but that is also it is identity That's the creepy disorder. part. So maybe that is a part of the personality disorder, but it also sounds like schizophrenia to a degree. Well, yeah, but that's the thing. Dissociative identity disorder is very similar to schizophrenia in a lot of ways. He clearly has like amnesia between characters and what he does. Auditory visual hallucinations. He hallucinates random things lying around his phones and he hears like ringing in his head and talk to his alternate personality in his mind, not realizing that it's in his mind. And Diavolo and Dokio don't seem to really be aware of each other living in the same body. Incorrect. Dokio is not aware of Diavolo, but Diavolo is aware of Dokio. It's weirder than it's weirder than. Well, yeah, that 
that. But I could say that they don't seem to share memory. No. no, they don't. No, they don't. What, uh, what about you, G? Are you aware of Diavolo and Adopio? No, I haven't watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That so, needs to change. I, yeah, no, I've, I've, a lot of people have told me that. <laughs> but now with this information in the back of my mind, I'm sure once I do watch it, it'll, it'll click. The funny part is that uh, before starting this podcast, I was listening to an ultra persona. Nice. <laughs> um, speaking of split personality, I know this might not be exactly split person. Well, I mean, a little bit if you go into the extended universe and everything, right? And the, the later parts of the series. But I do have another character um, that may share a little bit of similarity to Dopio and Dio. Let's talk about. Ken Kaneki, how about you, uh, Tensa? I'm pretty sure you no. got plenty to say about Ken Kaneki. I, I refuse to watch Tokyo Ghost, so I don't even know. You didn't read it? I didn't give it a chance. What about you, T? Do you know Tokyo Ghost? I read it when I was in, like, seventh grade. And that was, like, almost, ten, like, nine years ago. So I kind of don't remember most of it. Um, so I don't think I could really speak about it because I, my memory is pretty hazy about the whole story. I was just recalculating. Do you remember anything about Ken Kaneki? I do. It's been a little while since I've read it too, admittedly, but from what I do remember in a later series, he does have dissociative identity disorder that was pretty much brought on by this torture that he that he experienced, yeah, obviously caused mental trauma like it would with anybody. So, I mean, there's an accuracy there with the dissociation occurring due to a trauma. And one of his personalities does appear to be a more strong personality that can deal with this trauma, whereas the other one is his more vulnerable self. And that's a pattern we see in a lot of cases, because, like I said, it's usually caused by trauma. So, And funny enough, even further into the series, he does it again. Really. Oh yeah, that's true, isn't it? He gets like a third personality. Yeah, he gets another personality Ooh. again, and he actually becomes like a... Okay, this is becoming an Air Gear situation with Agito. <laughs> yeah, he, he ends up getting like another personality where he fights Ooh. the ghoul hunters and everything, has no recollection of his past life. Or it not. is entirely possible for that to happen. Ooh, that he must have met breaking point. Yeah, he was, he was at a breaking point. Yeah, that's that's that. sad. And here I was going to mention a character with PTSD. Oh, oh go for it, man. Um, Shiro Emiya from the Fate series. From what? The Fate series, Fate Stay Night, and and all that jazz. Um, Shiro being a character that, uh, from his backstory all the way to the from the last episode of Fate Zero, um, surviving of a fire, he has PTSD, survivor's guilt uh, at the same time, which basically makes up his entire personality in the sense that, uh, due to his survivor's guilt, he's very motivated in being everyone's hero <laughs> at the cost of self neglect, hence why he always gets like almost gets killed every time. <laughs> And uh, if you've watched Unlimited Blade Works, it goes up to because well, he's also facing his future self, having the epitome of PTSD to the point of very PTSD is your power. 
I mean, I I'm not familiar with the show, but now I kind of want to be. <laughs> so just to give you a quick summary, the kid has, who has been saved by Kiritsugu in Phase Zero wanted to be like his new dad to fulfill the dream after he has been saved, you know, because his parents, his real parents died from fire and we'll never, we'd never get me. As we go further, he goes into hardships that he never needed to get into, but, you know, I want to save people, you know, I want to help people, and the character is inherently empty. When you have his future self as a servant, or should I say hero, um, you basically see a guy with, uh, that basically can uh, project an inner world as a power. And inside that inner world, um, it's basically a graveyard of sorts, representing the lives that he has failed to save. And PTSD has a power. That sounds like a really interesting show, actually. So I will definitely watch that. Uh, what about you, T? Are you familiar with that? Once again, you guys are talking about a character that I'm not familiar yeah, with. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, so, I'm not familiar with it either. Yeah, like I previously mentioned for other characters that I was not familiar with, I do not have an opinion. I'm pretty much just absorbing the information <laughs> as you guys are talking about it. Here's one uh, that that might hit a little people harder here. No character in particular, but... I'm pretty sure there is mental illness in this movie. And I'm pretty sure we all left after watching that movie with a little bit of uh, mental illness. Brave of the Fireflies. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. Not really. You had at best shell shock, and that's it. I don't know, man. He is shell shock. Shell shock was basically the term that people use for PTSD when they yes, didn't know. Yes, and that's the term. term that I still use for PTSD. It's uh, for me because the point of Grave of the Fireflies is it is exactly an anti-war film, exactly because it shows you the devastation of war. So of course, I would not say that the characters themselves um, had mental illness or at least visible ones per se, but definitely. That movie is so depressing that it does give you PTSD by the end. Oh yeah, no, for sure. You feel you just feel depressed by the end. You feel yeah, uh, because not, not because clinically depressed, obviously, but like you feel like it. It, it, you know, it really hurts. I have never uh, liked a movie felt feeling more profoundly empty than after I saw it. It's it's the thing where you really hope for you really hope for the survival of these two main characters, and you know it's no not happen. Well, it's not gonna happen now. And and by the end, the the, the character, uh, the one that's left, is uh, the uh, so depressed by the end that they kind of let themselves go. Well, of course, because his the only thing that kept him alive died. Exactly. So I understand melancholy through depression. I'd say that encompasses trauma. Like very well, I would. Say. It does trauma and grief. trauma and grief. Trauma. Yeah. What about you, T? A, you, are you are you familiar with Grave of the Fireflies? Or any Miyazaki movies in particular? Um, I've watched a couple of Miyazaki movies. This one specifically, I have been avoiding it because I've heard about the <laughs> um, emotional impact it could have on a person. 
That no, is entirely true. And as someone who is a huge crier during movies, whether it's for happy things or sad things, I oh. have been avoiding it like the plague because yeah. I know I will need a box of tissues yeah. while I watch Don't it. Don't do it. Um, so I have been avoiding watching it. I've seen clips and stuff, and I've seen that one specific. Like, this is um spoilers for, I guess, anyone who hasn't watched it. I've seen that one clip where, like, the main character has to, like, put their sibling in, like, a grave. And just yeah. that clip itself, I was already tearing up. So I'm like, <laughs> I can't really watch the movie. That's, like... That, that's the entire point of the movie, unfortunately. Yeah, that's the entire point. So I'm like, mm, I will save my emotions for, like, you know, I'll keep myself sane for another day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hammy, what's that? Uh, the, there's an anime like that. It's about a similar subject. Yeah. Mm. The what? The anime about terrorism. 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 I know what you're talking about, it but I don't think a, I've actually watched the, it. The one with the, the Finnish song. Terror in resonance. Is it? Is I, that is that the one with the? It's either Finnish or the song. I don't know. I haven't even seen it. No, no but is that the name of the anime? Right? think so what was it terror in resonance terror in resonance never heard of that one it's a uh that's a very sad sad anime i watched it a while back i just didn't i'm gonna confirm but i'm pretty sure terror on residence you said terror in resonance, Re- resonance. Not residence. yeah yeah no that's it terror in resonance uh t if you uh want to be the next if you want to be sponsored by, by tissue companies, I recommend it. Sponsored by that tissue companies. That sounds like a warning sign for her. Yeah, and boy. <laughs> then you're just adding something to the list of animes I want to avoid watching. And you added a anime that I will force her to watch. Yeah. No, no, like She's you. Just just Terror and Resonance is like a, like I like a, I would have no choice but to proof it first anyway. It it is a very sad anime about terrorism and and war and is it is, is it a sadder version of book runner by any chance i personally find terrorists a bit sadder personally and i don't know if everyone would that for the record i am also a huge softy and i went into grim fireflies with no idea what it was so that was, probably, that, that was probably the worst thing i've ever done in my life <laughs> It's okay. We watch anime. We don't have a life. Totoro was my comfort film, so I went into Brave the Fireflies expecting something in a similar vein, and it really wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I will be honest with you guys. I'd say that I really enjoyed learning about some of these new characters and new shows that I didn't know about. Um. I think we can all agree that the, all the characters we mentioned uh, have had some kind of mental health issue of some sort, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd say I learned a lot. Would you guys say you learned a lot today? I know I have since I like half. I mean, I kn- most of the characters you guys spoke of, I know who they are. I'm aware of the animes, but obviously I I'm like I haven't really watched those specific animes. So now that I have kind of like a backstory to each characters of like what their mental illnesses may or may not be going in and eventually watching the anime it'll like it'll be kind of like finding easter eggs 
where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, we talked about that. So I kind of see it happening right now in this scene. Um, so yeah, I definitely learned a lot for sure. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. I would say that was certainly an awesome conversation. I'm really glad we covered the subject. Um, to our viewers, if you guys feel the same, please tell us what you think on social media. You can reach us on Twitch, TikTok, or our Instagram at Tinkotaku Crew. Uh, thank you so much for listening in. We appreciate each and every one of you. This is the official Otaku Crew signing out. Till next time. Peace.